it's time for the Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy and Carrie. Love talking today about remembering some... Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies on this beautiful Saturday morning here on KTXW, the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and I am in studio with my co-host and beautiful friend, Kathy Underbrock. Hi, Kath. Good morning. Good, good morning, Coach Carrie. Good, mo- good morning, all of our Love Talk friends in beautiful centri- Central Texas and around the United States. And uh, for those of you who are live streaming on the bridgeaustin.com, welcome to the program. For the rest of you who are listening on 101.1 one and eleven twenty AM. Uh, I'm glad you found us on that dial. It's great to be with you this morning. You know, Kathy, I've had friends as we're in this series on health. I was talking to some friends earlier this week and they were like, Oh, I missed that program. Um, how do I find it? Well, you can go to Love Talk Network and you can find all of our archives on Love Talk Network. Um, they're all there. This health series has just been phenomenal. Uh, It's really caused me to pause and think about a lot of things, Kathy, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, so many aspects of our lives and financial health, um, you know, and just imparting that on our kids, just the way we think, the way what we put into our bodies, what we choose not to put into our bodies is just it, it, it. If nothing else, it spurred on conversation and made my brain work a little harder um, to process information that normally maybe I would just take for granted. You know, and I think one of the things for me is that it's kind of put into perspective, change is good when you know that you are having good outcomes from the change. And when we've been talking about uh, health and spiritual health, physical health, mental health, so many great conversations uh, it's really made me think about what do I need to change in my life? What do I need to change in my perspective, in my habits, in my relationships? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that change sometimes is scary. We don't like it. Often it gets thrust upon us. Uh, but sometimes when we're looking and evaluating, there are some things that we need to turn away from and then mm-hmm. things that we need to turn towards. And, you know, I today's program is... Uh, it's a challenging program for us. I was mm-hmm. kind of um, uh, dreading the, this program a little bit because it is kind of an emotional topic, friends. Um, uh, there are um, it's it's a difficult topic to discuss, and we're going to be discussing remembering, and that remembering is healthy. And we're going to discuss something that in our nation we are coming up on the well. Today is the 20th anniversary. We are pre-taping this program. Um, and so a lot is going on in our nation right now. We're, as we, we pre-tape this, we're actually three weeks out from the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us don't want to remember it. It's painful. It's difficult. Um, a lot of us, Carrie, I know me personally, I was looking forward to what God would do as his church repented and turned and woke up after 9-11, after he allowed that to happen in our nation. And now 20 years later, I look back and go, oh, Lord, you know, mm-hmm. the people that did this to this nation 20 years ago, uh, America has not turned. We have not, re- we have not turned back to you. We have not repented. And now you have full force, put them right back in power. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we're going to be having some conversations today about this, about remembering is healthy. Why should we remember nine 11? What is nine 11? Why we should be discussing it with our kids? Um, why we should, what should our response be at this mm-hmm. 20th anniversary? Um, so a great, program, Carrie, and you you just put together all of the production notes on this beautifully. Well, thank you, Kathy. You know, it is hard. And I know that that scripture tells us that God is in control, right? But I remember on that day asking God, why? (laughs) I I I have questions. Um, You know, what is the point of so many lost lives and chaos and destruction? And then we watched the country unite like never before. Um, We watched everyday people perform incredibly brave feats. We saw kindness unfold. We saw political lines vanish 
as our country united against terrorism, right? And so that answered my question. And it makes me pause and wonder what has happened over the last 20 years. And we'll discuss that a little bit today because it it breaks my heart that we could be so united over fighting terrorism 20 years ago. And now today we're divided over skin color and jabs in the arm and politics and, you know, just all kinds of things that really don't matter. And we truly, when we truly remember this tragedy and the ensuing heroism of 9-11, many of these things that we argue about today, they just seem paltry and silly um, because God is in control. In fact, our verse today, Psalm 77, 11, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. You know, friends, it's healthy to remember. It's healthy to remember. I love hearing stories um, about World War II, about Vietnam. I, I mean, a lot of my fighters in my Parkinson's classes fought in Vietnam, and they just have such a perspective that's so refreshing, um, and they are true heroes. You know, and I, and I think when we talk about, you know, it's, it's, it is healthy to remember when we are processing things to the truth of God's Word, when we are processing, processing things healthy, spiritually healthy, in a spiritually healthy way, I think God can bring about great things from it. And all through the Old Testament, he calls us to remember and he sets up all of these celebrations so that his people will remember what Mm -hmm. he has done. And it's so interesting, you know, uh, the church that I go to, Eagle Christian Church there in Eagle, Idaho, they do communion every Sunday, which, you know, I've I've um, been in a lot of churches over the years just growing up. And, and I'm not a church skipper. I stick with one church. And <laughs> my last church I was a member of for almost 20 years and Eagle Christian Church. We've been uh, we transferred our membership. But we're a member there since we've been in Idaho now. And we will probably be members there until we leave Idaho if that happens. And um, but this is the first church I've been to that every single Sunday uh, they uh, they have the Lord's Supper as a point of remembrance. Mm. And it's it's interesting that that even Christ had us remember his death on a cross, his blood that was shed for mm-hmm. us, his mm-hmm. body that was broken for us. Because when I think of wonderful things that I want to remember, I think of children's laughter and the first time I fell in love and all of this stuff. I don't I don't think I don't want to remember death. I don't mm-hmm. want to remember destruction. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be remember someone hanging on the cross and, and you know, dripping every last bit of blood out of their body. And yet that is God's proclamation of his love for us. And so, you know, I just think when we are looking at 9-11 and the death and destruction, there's something in us that says, I don't want to remember. Right. But we mm-hmm. need to look at what did God want to bring to bring about because of that in this nation, in our hearts, in our homes, and remembering that today what will he still do with that as we uh, remember that and discuss that and look, you know, honestly at where we're at as a nation, as God's church? I know. It's it's so important to remember. And I don't know, Kathy, is that a function of age? As we get older, do we want to remember more? Um, do we want to process it in a different way? Because I guess when you're younger, things just happen and you don't really process it as, why is this happening? And what are the long-term implications of this, Right. But maybe that's a function of age, too, that we want to remember. But um, you'll want to stay tuned, friends, because uh, Kathy and I have actually talked to our teenage children, and we wanted to know what they know about 9-11. And so that'll be – that's a little teaser for you. That'll be in our next <laughs> segment. It was very interesting to talk to the teens who – Obviously, we're not alive. I guess Aaliyah was born. Was it Aaliyah? She was, yeah, she was She was born. baby, baby, yeah, baby. she's baby, baby. Um, yeah. Just months old. But uh, the rest of the, the children um, were not alive. And so it's interesting. It was very interesting to hear what they knew about 9-11. Well, Kathy, let's see if people caught up. Okay, friends, Kathy finally brought in her <laughs> new Bible study series, Um called My Voice, His Heart. It's this beautiful workbook, Experiencing Prayer in God's Will, Kathy Endebrock, A Six-Week Journey 
with a personal prayer coach. Oh, Kathy, I am so stinking proud of you. This is amazing. I have, go. I have learned so much writing this book, and I never would have written this book if uh, the ladies from San Antonio Universal <laughs> City Church had not said, would you uh, write something for us that will tie in with your Let's Pray Today Prayer for Beginners audio um, audio, gosh, what do you call it? An audio prayer guide. Mm-hmm. And um, so my board of directors was super generous. They said, absolutely commit the time. And then um, I had a donor donate the money to publish it. And um, so now it's all done. I thought it would take me six months. And it has taken me about 18 months, about a year and a half. And I'm just so, I'm so stinking pleased that it's together. And, and I think it's going to be a huge blessing for um, anyone who will pick it up and commit to just spending six weeks learning about God, drawing into relationship with him, learning about prayer, um, and, and actually practicing prayer. One of the ways that I've designed this book is that it is an engaged study. So um, it's not, I, I don't think that we benefit when all we do is learn about prayer and don't practice it. Right. I think that prayer was meant to be an engaged relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to look at someone else's relationship and hear about someone else's relationship or, or learn how to do relationship. I want to actually start engaging in relationship. And so it's really an engaged um, an, an engaged workbook slash book where you get to learn and then you do. And um, so you spend about um, 10 minutes in study every day and then 10 minutes in prayer every day, five days a week for six weeks and um, just growing in relationship with the Lord. And I anyway, I have just grown so much through it and I love it. And there's a few um, kind of bits where we get uh, a little bit deep. And my mom, who has been a, a Christian therapist for almost 30 years now, uh, she helped me in developing a few of the little um, exercises to, to help the ladies kind of press <clears throat> to press a little bit deeper. Wow. Oh, Kathy, I am so proud of you. I got tears in my eyes when she brought it in today because I know how hard she has worked on this. And God's blessing is all over this thing, Kathy. You have prayed over this. You have poured I know, sweat and tears, probably not blood, but sweat and tears into this into this book, and I'm so proud of you. My Voice, His Heart by Kathy Endebrock. If you are in a women's Bible study or you are a women's ministry leader at your church or you are friends with a, men's, with a women's ministry leader at your church, um, please contact Kathy. You can go to the Let's Pray Today website, mm-hmm. right, Kath? Tell, oh, tell our listening friends how to find you. You can go to letspraytoday.com, and uh, you can click on Learn More About the Book. And something that my board of, board of directors did, they're just they're so generous. They um, allocated a certain amount of money for me to go ahead and fly out to up the first 10 churches. 10? Sign up. 10. The first 10 churches who sign up to... Um, to, to use it as a Bible study for their um, fall or spring women's Bible study, I will fly out to either kick off the study or I will fly out at the end of the study to wrap up the study. So um, that's so exciting! Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just looking forward to meeting the ladies, and um, I don't know. I've always loved to travel, so I'm thinking. Well, I assume it'll be mostly Texas, but. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could be there in your home state or surrounding states. Um, so I just, I pray this leads you to 10 amazing places. And I I can imagine, I think it would be fun to wrap it up maybe for you because then you could hear what the women have learned mm-hmm. and how this has blessed their lives. Um, so what I'm just, I'm so proud of you. Uh, way to go. Kathy Enderbrock, my voice, his heart friends. When we return to love talk, a day of remembering because remembering is healthy and we're in this series on health and sometimes remembering is painful, but I think remembering, Kathy, really when we wrap it around what God is trying to do in our lives, it is healthy and it is good because all things um, from God are good. And so um, today we'll press into this. 
We're going to talk about 9-11 and the things that surround it and how we can have a healthy way to remember this act. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a big deal. So when we return to Love Talk, remembering is healthy, 9-11, right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here in studio today. I'm Kathy Enderbrock, and we have Coach Carrie Brinkader. We are missing the First Lady of Love. She is with us in spirit. Always um, excited to have her in studio with us, but we've been without her uh, the last couple of times. But, Miss Evelyn, we love you. We hope you're having a beautiful day with your handsome and lovely van as you are stepping out in a beautiful day in Austin, Texas. Well, happy Saturday morning, friends. We are talking about remembering. Remembering is healthy, and we are remembering 9-11 on this 20-year anniversary. And, I, you know, I tell you, Carrie, we just went to break, and I, and I think I just I want to remember mm-hmm. <laughs> all of our sponsors, some yes. of us who have been with us for over 35 years now, you know, you, friends, you just heard a little bit of a word from them on break. Tim Smith Landscaping, Casa Mechanical, Santa Rita Ranch, and Tim Garner Insurance. All fantastic people. And, um, uh, you know, we trust them. They are friends and uh, supporters, and they keep Love Talk on the air. And if you have uh, any needs, you, you give them a call. They will take good care of you. Well, Carrie, so, you know, one of the things that that I'm thinking here, when we talk about remembering is healthy and and remembering good things and remembering bad things, you know, I think one of the proofs that remembering is healthy is that when we get old and we begin losing our health, what do we also lose? Our ability to remember, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's short-term memory or long-term memory. And, uh, you know, I have an auntie, really dear, dear auntie, that uh, died from Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and literally her memories were all gone. Mm -hmm. It was like she wasn't even that same person. It it was this shell of a a living, breathing person with zero memory. And so, friends, God gives us that memory for a reason. Mm -hmm. He wants to use it for his glory. And, you know, when we talk about 9-11, Carrie, I just, I love what you did. You said, hey, Kath, let's ask our kiddos what they, what their knowledge of is 9-11. And we're going to be sharing some of their answers. And friends, these are discussions that we need to have around the dinner table. And um, we do want to put this into perspective just to kind of have a caveat to today's program following our introduction. We did mention this in the introduction that we are actually pre-recording this program because um, I just love getting in studio with Coach Carrie and being able to see her beautiful face as we're discussing and talking through these things. So we chose to tape this program a little bit in advance uh, when I was in Austin, Texas in August, at the end of August. So we are actually uh, recording this program three weeks out, and a lot is happening right now. We are seeing the people who 20 years ago crashed into the Twin Towers, killing 3,000 Americans, uh, and who crashed into the Pentagon, who took down, um, had had intent for another plane, mm-hmm. and that plan was thwarted by, by some very brave American men and women. Uh, that happened by the Taliban, and mm-hmm. we now see them 20 years later, um, in a complete failure of foreign policy, they have now returned to power. And I think Americans are just looking back and saying, what has the last 20 years even been about? And mm-hmm. I think, friends, that God, if we would remember, if we would have the right response here, I think God would use it for his glory in our nation. Absolutely. And, you know, Kathy, there's so many examples in Scripture of remembering, and that's why we know that it's healthy to remember. And you, you know, talked about the Lord's Supper. You know, that's all over the Gospels, right, that Jesus implemented the Lord's Supper, showing his disciples that he wanted his death to be remembered in a certain way. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Um, back in the Old Testament, Old Testament, the Lord was constantly reminding the Israelites, remember me? Hello? Um, wait a minute. No, don't you remember? Remember me, Israel. Um, and, you know, he told them, be careful not to forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, that place of slavery. 
And then in Psalm, David says, remember the works of the Lord. That was our, our key verse today, Psalm 77. 11. In, you know, Kathy, as we talk about this, it's, it's important for us to, to go back 20 years. This is before Facebook, before Instagram, before Twitter. Okay. We, we had text messaging, but there wasn't the social media presence 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we all sat glued in front of our televisions to watch what was going on. And it was it, it was broadcast on every station 24-7 for days um, because – and there was no other voices around. There were no Twitter voices, no Instagram voices, no Facebook voices there. It was a people of the world watching what was happening in America. And, you know, it's funny because I was in the United States at the time. I was in, in, in Texas, but my mom and dad were not. They were traveling overseas. And um, so so they were they were in, in Europe, and they were in a restaurant, and uh, someone came in, and, um, you know, there was kind of a murmuring. And then the... Um, the restaurant owner uh, turned on a, a TV that they had, and uh, everyone gathered around and said, America's under attack. America's under attack. Oh, wow. And so mom and dad went and just watched helplessly as this was happening. And daddy says that one of the most meaningful things to him, and it's just even emotional hearing, you know, just remembering him saying it, is that there were you know, they were just like one of only half a dozen Americans in the room and everyone else, the dozens and dozens of other people were all, you know, um, I think they were some, they were somewhere in um, Eastern Europe. I don't remember which country, but he says they were all crying seeing oh. this happening in, wow. in the United States. So mm. I think that, you know, everyone looked on seeing the significance mm-hmm. of this and mourning alongside the United States and wondering what was going to happen next. And, you know, I just I think of two two attacks on American soil. There's only been two attacks on American soil in our history. Mm-hmm. And the one was Pearl Harbor. And we saw a very mm-hmm. swift response from that mm-hmm. and a huge victory come out of that. Mm-hmm. And we did see a, a somewhat of a swift response after 9-11, and yet now 20 years later, it's ended in a, a massive failure. I think there have been many, many victories along the way. I think, you know, we saw President Trump sign a peace agreement. We saw, you know, the first chance of peace in the Middle East. But now under this administration, uh, we've seen a complete reversal of so many of Trump's policies, including in the Middle East, and just a complete failure now of foreign policy. Probably, I mean, it's been cited as the mm-hmm. biggest fall, the, the the biggest failure of foreign policy in world history, worse than what you were saying, worse than Saigon. Mm, <laughs> I know it's um, it, it is. I you know I was uh, 28 years old. I was the women's basketball coach at Blinn College in Brenham, and I taught uh, academic classes, and I was on my way to class, and somebody stopped me and said, have you heard? Have you heard? And so I, I passed by some televisions that were in this kind of common area on my way to class, and I saw what was going on. I went to my classroom, and I said, hey, we're going to go out into this area and we're going to watch what's going on. We're not going to have traditional class today. And so we sat out there and watched uh, the second plane come in and hit the tower there in New York. And it was so surreal. I, I mean, I, we couldn't even speak. We couldn't even speak. And it, I, I mean, I, I will never forget that day. Um, and then the ensuing, you know, phone calls of and and then students that are like, oh, my my grandparents live in New York or my cousins live there. And and then the stories and then, you know, watching just people that were they would rather jump off of the 80, the 80th floor than die in a fire. Mm-hmm. 
And then the stories that we heard after that of the heroism, um, it was just, it still strikes me as so significant in our history. So, Kathy, I I um, asked my kids, and this was very hurriedly. We didn't have time to vet it out completely. So we'll have to revisit the conversation. But I simply asked them the question, what do you know about 9-11? And my kids are 17 and 16, so obviously they weren't alive. And so my son, he's 16 years old. This is what he said. He goes, I know that two terrorist planes flew into the Twin Towers in New York. I think about 400 people died. They were suicide planes. I think maybe they were from Pakistan. I'm not really sure. I remember that you told me everybody watched it on television It took a long time to clean it up. I know that the firefighters who survived, many of them have cancer. It's, it was, it was terrible destruction. So, you know, I let him talk. I let him say all the things. And then I said, okay, bud, um, were there any other planes? He said, I don't, I don't think so. And uh, so I, I, so I, you know, I corrected him. I said, well, they they weren't terrorist planes, babe. They were, they were planes, they were American planes. (laughs) They left from Boston and they were taken over by terrorists and uh, so I, you know, and then I, I corrected him. Not 400 people died, honey. Over uh, almost 3,000 people died. And you're right; people are still suffering the effects of those cleanup days. Now here we are, 20 years later. You're right. Um, they they weren't Pakistani terrorists. They were from Afghanistan. And he goes, Oh, so that's why what's going on in Afghanistan right now is so so important. Yes. So, you know, and then my daughter, 17, senior in high school, she said, Middle Eastern hijackers, they crashed the planes into New York. A lot of people died. And then I think there was another plane that was hijacked, but it landed safely, right? I think they were from Iraq, question mark. I'm not really sure. And so, of course, then I corrected her on all all the things. She goes, oh, I didn't know there were four planes. Oh, I didn't know that there were heroic Americans that, that saved lives that day by, by taking over the fourth plane mm-hmm. and not allowing it to crash mm-hmm. into Washington, D.C. So we, we definitely need to have more conversations because um, they had some information but really don't know and, and neither one knew the ties to what was going on in Afghanistan today. You know, and I, I think it's interesting that there are so, we just remember these little bits and pieces. And it's so important that we kind of remember all the important bits, but not only remember, but then um, use those memories to bring glory to God. And and so my one daughter, when I asked her about it, um, she, she, um, she talked about the the planes being um, flown into the buildings and that she's her words, everyone was freaking out, not knowing what was going on. I'm like, right. well, that's pretty accurate. That's everyone pretty accurate. was freaking out, not yes. knowing what was going on. And she, she uh, basically described that there were people trapped inside the fallen towers and firefighters and soldiers tried to get out all the survivors but couldn't. Mm. And at the end, the president declared a war on terror, but nobody knew what that honestly meant. And I thought, well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and she said the president was just trying to give some hope back to the people that they would win this fight. And she said a memorial was created in memory of all who died that that day, I believe it is considered to be one of the longest and most hopeless days in American history because all Americans, because all that Americans could do was just stand and watch as terrorists attacked them. And wow. so, I mean, I again, they have these, this, these snippets mm-hmm. of information, but it's a brain memory. It's not a heart memory. Mm-hmm. And I think that God wants us to make these heart memories. And, you know, we discuss why is remembering important? Why has the Lord asked us to remember? And I, I think he wants us to regularly remember what he has done for us, uh, what he's done for his people. Um, he wants us to remember what 
we learn about the Bible, what scripture we know. I think we tend to be forgetful. And when we forget, we tend to complain when we think about Mm -hmm. we take our eyes off what he's done for us. And Mm -hmm. we look at um, maybe the negative things of the day. And, you know, I think sometimes, Carrie, we can start to feel like, oh, our life's not fair or God's not hearing our prayers. And I think it often leads to pity parties or, or even anger towards God. But I think we have to really remember the wonderful works of God and everything he has done in this nation. All of the times that we did not deserve his grace and mercy, yet he poured it out over us anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that we, we have to remember that, yes, God did allow this in our nation, but what did he want to bring out of it? And, and I think negative things can happen to turn us towards God. I think that, you know, I think of all my wonderful fun dreams and all of my nightmares, it's always been easier for me to wake up from the nightmare. And I think that's what God has wanted us to do Mm. is to wake up as a nation. And I think he allowed the nightmare to to come that, that, you know, Americans might wake up and turn to him and and repent. And, you know, one of my daughters, she said, you know, I think 9-11, didn't that cause a lot of um, racism in our country where people started beating up um, all the people of the Muslim faith. And Mm -hmm. I said, you know, some of that did happen. Mm -hmm. And that's not the response God wants from us. He doesn't say, oh, when you're upset, go and take it out on someone else. He says, hey, when you're upset, you turn to me and let's get let's get things in order. Mm -hmm. And so I think, friends, that as we think back to 9-11, we need to look and say like Joshua did, as for me and my house, we will serve the Mm -hmm. Lord. And what does that look like with kindness and goodness and mercy Mm -hmm. and compassion and right living and living according to his ways and his words and drawing into relationship with him um, as we remember, how do we respond? It's so true. That was really astute by your daughter to to think about that because that absolutely did, did occur um, in a in a horrible way, you know, I, I was looking up some research and uh, Schumann and Corning did a study for the International Journal of Public Opinion Research. And they said that studies show that events learned about indirectly from school or media cannot have the same emotional impact. Right. Regardless of their objective significance. So, you know, and, and on one hand, we can't expect our kids to have the same emotional tie to this as we do. And in fact, you know, our kids, the studies show that this event really separates Gen X from Gen Z, right? The kids who remember 9-11 or Gen X, right? And the kids that don't remember or weren't born yet are Gen Z. And it makes perfect sense. Um, so many younger Americans have grown up in this post 9-11 world where, you know, Islamophobia or stricter airport security measures, um, the war on terror have just been a thing their whole lives. They didn't know beforehand. So and definitely important for us to put that in perspective. They're not going to have the same emotional tie that we do, but for them to understand the significance in our world and in our nation is very important. And it's very important. I also um, saw this. This was on the Army website. And I thought this was incredibly interesting and, and thought-provoking. September 11th, 2001, changed more than the skyline of New York City. The attacks changed a generation of Americans, our Army, and our world. The day's destruction and devastation did not condemn this country to a future filled with fear. No, this loss, as profound as it was, did not break the soul of this nation. It made us stronger. The day that day fortified Americans with pride and patriotism and created a spirit of service in the hearts of a new generation. That day fundamentally changed our nation and our army for the better. So they they go on to say we now observe Patriot Day annually on September 11th as a national day of service and remembrance for the thousands of lives lost in the 9/11 attacks. Um, you know, Kathy, in these 20 years. Have How have we gone from celebrating our first responders and lauding them as heroes 
I mean, our first responders were running up the stairs with all their equipment on, you know, the fire hoses and all of the safety gear while everyone else is running down the stairs and they're going up to try to save people's lives. That gives me goosebumps. They're just, they're heroes. There's no other way to describe it. They were sacrificing their lives to save others. And we've gone from this swelling of pride as heroes to defunding our police, being soft on criminal behavior, and villainizing those who want to protect our rights and freedoms. How did we get here in 20 years? I think we have just forgot and we've bought the narratives. We've bought into these narratives that just aren't true. That, you know, I I think that when we can have the type of united response that we did when someone crashed into these buildings, setting them, you know, causing them to light on fire and to crash down. And yet 20 years later, we are applauding our own citizens when they light stuff Mm -hmm. on fire and destroy our buildings and um, go and break in and loot and steal and destroy. And yet we somehow are okay with that Mm -hmm. and even applaud that in our politicians go and um, fund them, and actually they don't even want them to go to jail. They actually, you know, uh, fund their getting out of jail. How how do we go from one of applauding heroism to now applauding criminal behavior? I think that we have gotten so far away from the truth that it's so easy for us to buy the lie. And, And I think that's why God tells us that we need to know his word We need to meditate on his word. We need to remember his works. Mm -hmm. We need to know his ways because when we know the truth, we will not buy the lie. And um, I I just think on this 20th anniversary, I would love for this to be the wake up call when we can look back and say, you know, we haven't turned from anything. We haven't repented. We haven't... um, taken account of our own homes and secured our own our our own marriages and upheld our children and um and you know put an end to the millions of abortions that continue to happen in this nation you know we haven't put an end to the the immorality and and instead we've advanced it we've advanced teaching our kids at school um all of these lies about sexual identity and and even sexualizing our kiddos. And, you know, so I would like for us to look back over the last 20 years and say, well, what we've been doing hasn't worked. The Taliban are now right back in power. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to take another approach over the next 20 years. You know, um, the Lord let the Israelites wander around in the desert for 40 years. Mm. Right. And it's, it, it, I always look back at that and I go, man, that's pretty harsh. <laughs> you know, Deuteronomy 8 verse 2 says, And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. It really kind of puts everything in check, Kathy. What are we doing to keep his commandments? What are we doing to pass those along to our kids? How are we conducting our lives on a day-to-day basis to show the love and saving and amazing nature of Jesus Christ? What are what are we doing? Are we living that every day? Are we showing others that Jesus is good and amazing and, and, and wonderful and, and he wants what is best for us? Um, so it is it is important to remember these things. Before we go to break here, I want to tell you one story. There's a, a wonderful, it's on the AARP website. I just found it the other day. There's so many stories of 9-11, and they're, they're very insightful. They're, they're true stories from people who were there that day. This young person named Lazarus, he says, we got into the stairwell, and it was so quiet. Everybody knew something really bad had happened, and everybody just wanted to get out of there. We all started walking and walking and walking down. We saw the firefighters, a lot of them. They were coming up the stairwell, so we moved over for them. They had so much equipment on them, and it was smoky, and they were sweating already. They were walking 
up the stairs. We asked them, where are you going? Where do you have to go? And they said, oh, we have to get underneath the fire, but you need to go. They had all these ropes and all the things, and those guys never got out of there. Never. It's important to remember, Kathy, that we have wonderful and beautiful people in this world. And out of destruction came beautiful things, beautiful stories, beautiful um, ways to honor God. So when we return to Love Talk, we'll continue talking about remembering 9-11 here on this 20th anniversary of a tragic event, yet we can remember it and glorify God when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. This is Kathy Endebrock. I am in studio with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkader, missing Miss Evelyn today, the First Lady of Love, but hoping that she will be back with us next week. She is out with her handsome van, enjoying a beautiful day in the great state of Texas. Well, friends, we're talking about remembering today because remembering is healthy. And we're remembering 9-11 on this 20-year anniversary. When I was talking with my kiddos about 9-11, they said, well, how can it be 20 years? It would have to be 2031 for our 20-year anniversary. Uh. And I said, no, no, no. And we're not remembering September 2011. We're remembering September 11th, 2001. 2001. We yeah. are coming up on the 20-year anniversary. And 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 I know, well, today is the 20-year 20, 20 anniversary. It's uh, Carrie and I are just taping this program a little bit early so that we could be in studio together rather than me calling in for this program. And so, friends, as we're taping this program, uh, Afghanistan has just, uh, I would say, fallen. Afghanistan yep. has fallen to the Taliban mm-hmm. in the worst foreign policy decision, the worst foreign policy call in not only America's history, but I would say modern day foreign policy history, period. Uh, You know, I just it just breaks my heart because I remember during the Trump administration, we saw the Middle East uh, sign a great a profound groundbreaking peace deal and so many people were coming on board and um and yet now under this administration with its policy we've just seen uh, such a breakdown in foreign policy a complete reversal of so many of the great things that were happening under the previous administration now um have completely fallen apart and the middle class in Afghanistan uh feels as though they have been um, completely abandoned. They have been abandoned. Uh, mm-hmm. a complete withdrawal of American troops, and uh, it's 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 a, it's a tragedy. And we need to look back to our history and all the way back uh, to 2001 and what happened that on that day that basically tied our two nations together. It, you know, Kathy, whether or not. We should have been there for the last 20 years or not. That's debatable, right? We could discuss foreign policy and, and everything that goes into the last 20 years. We could, we could have discussions and debates about that for a while. Here's what I am sure of. I am sure that we needed to go there after 9-11 because foreign terrorists attacked our nation. Terrorists attacked our nation. And that should never happen in America. And so we went to Afghanistan to take control of a terrorist situation that was obviously out of control. It was ISIS back then. We went in. Um, we we killed those in power. That was a big deal. Um, and then we tried to establish, um, you know, more of a, a democracy, so to speak, there in Afghanistan and give some rights to women um, and again, whether or not we should have been there for 20 years, we can debate that all day, but we did need to go there. But the way that things have unfolded have just been heartbreaking. I mean, they've, they've been heartbreaking. Know, pulling out and leaving so many Americans there and, uh, you know, with the Taliban going now and literally <clears throat> putting marks on houses, yep. marking them for uh, for death, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. It is just absolutely stunning. And this administration made no provision, even though they had 
ample advice, ample warning. Intel. Uh, they yeah. had the intel. The the way that they pulled out basically to leave innocent Americans there to die, uh, I, I just I, I don't understand. It it is beyond it's beyond me. But you know, I think that one of the things that we can do is say, all right, what have we learned? And what do we need to do going forward? Um, and I'm just praying that in the three weeks since we have taped this program mm-hmm. and that this program has aired, that every single American has gotten out of there safe. And, you know, I would love to take every single Christian out of that nation and give them refuge here in the United States. I don't see that happening. Um, and I'm just praying just for divine protection over those Christians that are still there. I am normally a very optimistic person. Um, but as we sit here today, I have a sense of, of dread about what has happened, what has ensued from the time we've taped this program until this date, 9-11. Um, you know, the Taliban is calling the shots now. We're we're basically kowtowing to what they say. And so I'm... I, I'm praying that my uh, pessimism on this issue it, it will will not come to fruition. Right, that we were able to get everyone out, that we were able to save lives and and, and get those Afghani's out too that have helped us all these years. All these interpreters, interpreters. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I I know Kathy that there will never. The Bible tells us this. There will never be ultimate peace in the Middle East. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. But this did not have to happen this way. And you know, okay, so let, let's let's move on. Let's go. Let's go back to the remembering. Why is it important for us to remember this and to remember why why this affects us directly today? And you know, as we go back to Scripture and remembering God's works in Scripture. And how they apply to our lives, it helps us strengthen our faith, Kathy. You know, it, and a strengthened faith results in praise that comes more easily and prayers that flow more readily. Ultimately, we're better equi- equipped to strengthen our faith and share that faith and glorify God through our remembering. You know, I've heard people say, oh, the Afghan people need a whole lot more than your wishes and prayers. Okay, well, let me let me tell you, they do. They do. And I think that every single Christian needs to do everything they can with the words that they have, with the hands and feet that they have, not only going before men, but going before God. Mm-hmm. And I, I will never, ever let go of the scripture that we have that says, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So, mm-hmm. friends, this is what I would tell you. Get your house in order. Get right before God. Walk with him. Get in his word. Learn his ways. Walk out his ways. Go to him in prayer. Mm-hmm. And then engage also in your civic duty. Go and contact your congressman. Tell them you expect them to act. Uh, go and engage in in your local community and especially this is what I would say, you know, over um, over this whole COVID period, you know, I think it's been just an incredible blessing how we've been able to live stream church. You know, when the government started closing churches down and refusing to let them meet and and and, and even people who really needed to stay home, stayed home to protect their own health. They started live streaming churches, but now it's time to go back to church. We need to not be complacent, but we need to press into that community, draw into that community, come together with that community. And I I will say, friends, you know, we need to find churches that preach God's word, Mm -hmm. that don't compromise it, that don't water it down, Mm -hmm. uh, and that encourage you to go and get into God's word and to read God's word. We need Mm -hmm. to um, have churches that... That, that teach the whole truth in compassion and love and not in condemnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I love about our pastor is that uh, he never belittles 
other churches. And mm-hmm. he says if they preach God's word, if they don't water down God's word, if they seek relationship with God, if they want the, each member of their church to seek personal relationship with God, he's like, they're fine in my book. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we had this conversation with our daughter the other day. Um, as you know, as our kids grow, they have to find their faith and what and who they believe in on their own. It cannot be my faith. It cannot be my husband's faith. It cannot be the faith that they've of one of their teachers. It they have to own it. And so there will be a period where they um, question things. That's awesome. Please question so you can find the answers because if you're truly seeking the answers. God will reveal them to you in amazing and awesome ways. And so we were discussing this, and, and you know, she said, um, I believe that Jesus died on a cross for my sins and that, you know, we he came here to save me from, the, from my sins. That is my basis. From there, I search for the truth about issues. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. That's awesome. That's where you should – that's – That's great because if she's just going off of what I've said or what my husband has said, she's going to be unhappy for a long time. And so as we search for that truth, friends, ask the hard questions. And if if your pastor is unwilling to answer those hard questions, find another church, right? (laughs) Because the hard questions are where we find solace in our Savior. And as we remember... The happenings today of 9-11, 20 years ago, I want us to remember with respectfulness and compassion, friends, I want us to remember without fear because we should be remembering and trusting that God has a purpose and he has a plan. And it's our job to seek out like, Lord, what is your purpose and what is your plan in this? And Kathy has said it so eloquently today so many times. We have to get our houses in order, and we have to be in the Scripture, and we should remember these things with a purpose. Romans twelve twenty one says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. What can we do with this, friends, to serve our neighbors and to love on people? What can we do with this? Friends, we just love you so much. If you want to contact us, you can call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. You can also find us on Love Talk Network. You can find us on Facebook. Um, And we are here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Friends, we love you so much. For my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader. A day of remembering. We pray you have a great one. We'll see you next time right here 